Welcome to The Catch-Up with me, Amanda. And me, Christina. We've been friends for the last 15 years, so have plenty to talk about. That's right. Join us as we chat about food, skincare, travel and current affairs. So let's begin our catch-up. Morning, Amanda. Morning. I'm laughing my head off already about what we're going to do. <laughs> oh, I can tell. You've got the giggles. Why? And um, It just reminds me of a conversation we had in real life recently where I learned that in high school, you actually had lessons on grooming and deportment. Please explain. <laughs> it's quite a mouthful, isn't it? It even sounds quite old-fashioned. It, and it literally is was about how to keep oneself well-groomed, as in hairstyles, how to put your hands in your lap, how to make sure you didn't accidentally flash when you're getting out of a car when you're wearing a dress. Oh. And then the deportment part is about it's about how you stand and walk as part of etiquette. Okay. It yeah, it it sounds so old-fashioned and it traditionalist. Sound, yeah, exactly. It sounds like um you know when people talk about girls going to finishing school yeah. or, or you know, maybe before you enter the royal family, you have to learn some yep. etiquette. <laughs> it does sound quite old-fashioned. In fact, I I had the giggles cuz I'm reminded of um this the 1950s good housewife guide i don't know if you ever saw it circulating on the internet over the years i mean i'm not that old so i haven't been reading <laughs> that one recently <laughs> oh, no, no, no. i don't expect us to pull it out anytime soon but it's always like a joke when it's circulated around i thought you were consulting it <laughs> you were, like going, yeah i need see. i need some tips on that department don't i <laughs> 1950s. I mean, that was the decade, wasn't it? Where, as you said, it's like if they have good housewifing guides, that says it all, really. I think. Yeah, about yeah. you mean about women's place in society? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, and they illustrate it with those. You know those. Um, how would you describe it? Like ladybirds book. That, yeah. That 1950s style yeah. illustrations. Exactly. Sort of those drawings in colour, but very kind of where the woman's looking very demure with the sort of the short bob curled haircuts and and yep. she's always doing some sort of <laughs> kind of labour around the house, like cooking or cleaning, yep. that type of thing. Yeah. Yep, yep. With the apron on, very madman yeah. kind of style. Even though exactly. I know Mad Men was set a little, and bit always later looking happy about what she was doing as well. I know, never complain. <laughs> yeah, this, exactly. And and fast forward to time and see, I had that during my school time. Maybe not quite to that extreme, but it is interesting topic actually to talk about, don't you think? Like kind of contrasting back then to to now, and you know what we kind of think on this stuff. I mean, this is all very much subjective opinion based. Obviously, lots of people have mm. different thoughts on this. But I, I would like to pick your brain because okay. talking about that good housewife guide, now you've yep. mentioned it. And I've, you know, had a look through it and I'm like, wow, there is some stuff there that makes me go, really? But okay, so let me let me tell you one. Um it says you may have a dozen important things to tell him, but the moment of his arrival is not the time. Let him talk first. Remember, his topics of conversation are more important than yours. Mm. Right. Okay. So apart from the fact that I may not have freedom of speech, <laughs> it also suggests that my or our gender intelligence do not match 
our counterparts' intelligence because <laughs> we don't have intelligent topic or interesting things to say. Yeah, I know. Just straight up, it says whatever we have to say isn't as important. Because uh, well, I, I had only been vacuuming and had my hair done, but you've been to work and smoked some <laughs> cigarettes in the office or something. <laughs> and it's so funny because it even acknowledges that you may have some really important things to tell him, but uh-uh-uh, you must let the man speak first. It's mm. that proper like hierarchy, mm. as you said, of not just women maybe weren't considered as intelligent, but just d- not considered as important or significant yeah, in society. Yeah, that very patriarchy kind of society isn't it where you really belong or a property to a man (laughs) yeah this is probably where all this stems about misogynism and all that because it's like it kind of puts that empowered position to the man doesn't it by you know the pure fact that the woman's almost sort of being subservient going yeah you first (laughs) and can you imagine what happens if you do try to speak first and he's been brought up to think that no, it's my entitlement to speak first. Mm, yeah. Might see the back of a hand. No, no, we don't condone violence and hopefully they didn't do anything like that, but I could see him just shutting that down going, uh, excuse me, I didn't say you had permission to speak. Yeah, and, <laughs> and even if you do, you probably had to wait. How, did they suggest how long you should wait? You know what? It doesn't. This isn't a very good guide. <laughs> <laughs> There's no time scales attached to this. So, What, what three mm. hours, ten minutes makes a difference. <laughs> It's, it's pretty much indefinite whenever he feels he's finished talking and that, that you're allowed to. But I could just imagine by then he's probably switched on the TV anyway. So. Did they have television in the 50s? Yeah. Yeah. yeah only, the 50s. only wealthy households. Okay. Well, I the think. radio then. Oh, yes. The, <laughs> but no, the I mean, <laughs> But you know what? Okay. So this probably feeds into one of their other okay. good housewife guide oh comments. Oh, my God. Come, come and give it to me. <clears throat> Here we go. So it says... Have dinner ready. <laughs> okay, it says more than that. Have dinner ready. Plan ahead, even the night before, to have a delicious meal ready on time for his return. This is a way of letting him know that you have been thinking about him and are concerned about his needs. It sounds rather stressful. Not the not just the have dinner ready bit, but I have to think about it way in advance. Yeah. Like they want you to be fully prepped and ready for him so nothing goes wrong. What happens if he doesn't get home on time or if he's too early because it sets oh. dinner ready at the right time, right? Well, oh, you know, the question that you just asked, what happens if he comes home late? Oh, don't worry. There is another instruction in this guide should that situation eventuate. Okay. Let me let me impart this, this wisdom for you. <laughs> it says, make the evening his. Never complain if he comes home late or goes out to dinner or other places of entertainment without you. Um. Instead, try to understand his world of strain and pressure and his very real need <laughs> to be at home and relax. Okay, so um, if he goes to other entertainment values like a gentleman's club, shall we say, and mm-hmm. he comes home and I'm not allowed to speak, even though that is a very important topic on, yeah. on expressing how I feel... <laughs> If he goes yeah. to any of those venues, I'm not allowed to speak. But anyway, no. but but okay, let's put this in modern day perspective. Do you make dinner? Oh yeah, occasionally. Do you have it ready for when you finish work, or when also your husband finishes? Well, work? Th- there's the key difference already. I've been working exactly. So, I mean, no, I can't say I've prepared <laughs> prepped from the night before. <laughs> but but how far in advance do you think about your evening meal? <laughs> 
oh, just before the shop's closed so I can go out and buy something. Well, there's the difference, isn't it? It's convenience and you don't, you know, you don't spend too much of your brain power being consumed no. by, oh, what am I going to have for him tomorrow evening so he'll be pleased? And can you imagine, though, like the poor woman, if she's put that much sort of preparation into it, like let's say from the night before and she's made his favourite meal because she's considered his needs and his stressful day, right, only for him not to come home, maybe like not just even late. It says don't complain if he decides to have dinner elsewhere. And then he comes home and, like you said, you can't say anything initially. Then it's your turn to speak, but you're not allowed to complain. So you yeah, just so have to go, basically you don't have oh. anyone to speak to. Yeah, it's like, welcome home. And then he'll be like, oh, you made dinner. i be like, yes, I've been doing this all since yesterday. But don't worry. I understand you decide to go elsewhere and not tell me. I, I can't complain. So I only made your favorite dish, a dish I actually hate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to eat it. You weren't even here. I mean, it did say, it goes, so this is really similar, but it was like, okay, so don't complain if he's late home or if he stays out all night, it says. And it goes, count this as minor compared to what he might have gone through that day. <laughs> Again, where where is where are your needs? Yeah, because they're like, you're lucky, woman, because you've been at home all day anyway. You haven't had to do anything particularly, you know, um, laborious you've just had to make Mm. dinner and clean whereas he he's been out working doing the real stuff so Mm. therefore you have no cause to complain about anything Mm. you know I just realized like in a way how far we've come or how lucky that you and I have the education and therefore the financial independence to choose what we want to do Mm. and not have to be restrained or subjected or being seen as you know, you belong to this household only, you're not allowed to have an opinion, you're not allowed to have your viewpoint. In that way, it does make me feel oh, like how lucky we are, how blessed that, yeah. you know, we have we have been given these opportunities. Yeah, exactly. We shouldn't really underestimate that at all, should we? I mean, a lot of it, I mean, it, I know we're saying it a little bit in sort of jest or kind of scoffing and we're surprised, but I guess that is a reflection yeah. Of the fact of, yeah, as you said, the environment we've grown up in, you know, you know what our parents have sort of said, you know, where you mentioned about financially independent. I know my mum has like honed that particular message home mm. to me because she's like, you know, I don't want you to ever be in a position where you feel like you are just solely dependent on someone yep. and the, therefore, you know, you can't stand your own two feet and create your own, make your own life. And th- these are really important things, which I think at the time, kind of like when you're a kid, well, you know, I might be like, yeah, okay. But now... You know, when we talk about this stuff and reflect upon it, I'm like, good, good message, mum. That is one to pass down yep. through the generations. Good message, mum. I spent my money on designer handbags. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> mum, I am financially independent. You may not like where I'm spending the money, but I'm financially independent. Yep, I have so, money to spend. <laughs> yeah, those are other problems we need to deal with in another podcast. No. So, but yeah, mm, okay. and the funny thing is, right, we're talking about this is from a 1950s magazine. Mm. Um, you know, it's not all that long ago, really, if you think about it. But mm-hmm. we can easily kind of translate it into modern terms, right? Because to be fair, it's not like etiquette's gone out the window or anything like that. Um, maybe people don't have grooming and deportment lessons anymore like I did, but this makes me feel so old. Um, but, but you know, it's kind of like. You can do those in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'll repeat, I'm not that old, but <laughs> it is funny how fast forward it can still transgress through the time. Um, you know, like things like opening doors, like this is a good old age one, like 
you know, even nowadays, right? I mean, what's your opinion on it? Do you not, okay, there's a difference. Do you like it and or do you expect it Mm. or what do you do Mm. in real practice? Mm. Very interesting. It makes me instantly think maybe there are no hard and fast rules because to me it might depend on the context. So, okay, so if you're in the office, I kind of go, no, I can open my door. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But maybe I'll feel like... (laughs) If I'm on a date, I might have different expectations. Not that I've been on a date for a while. (laughs) I just had this image of you in the office and like there's a door in front of you and then you're like, oh, there's there's no one around. I guess I'll just wait till a man comes. No, I'll do it myself. But you know what, um, what slightly like gets to me sometimes is back in the office days when you might be in a crowded lift and you go to the different floors and then people let you out first just because you're a woman? Yeah. You know, the thing is, I'm going to be honest, I don't mind it. Mm. I still find it's quite a gentlemanly aspect. Okay. And I I think this is – I can understand why maybe men get a bit confused about what women want to some degree. (laughs) I just gave a confused answer. Depends on the context. You want want gender equality. You're like you're independent. You can open Mm. your own doors. But at the same time, you're like, oh, that's, look at that man. Look at what a gentleman he is letting me through first. I kind of I get where it gets confusing because mm. I do appreciate those gestures. I'm not going to lie. I don't feel like it's an insult to me as a woman if a man goes, oh, please let me get that and opens the door and says, after you. I actually kind of go, oh, thank you. It's very nice. Oh, yeah, no, I do yeah. thank people. But like, let's say yeah. you both arrive at the office door at the same time. Who do you expect to open the door? Whoever's closest to the door handle. <laughs> Let's say you both got to the door handle the same time in parallel. Well, I wouldn't not reach for it, but I guess, yeah, whoever's quickest, right? Because as you said, mm. if you you arrive at the same time. So I wouldn't um, step back, I mean, as in I wouldn't stop and wait expecting him to do it. Mm. So it's whoever's got the quickest reflex to open Well, I suppose I'm the same, but if someone then um, makes a big gesture like, oh, no, let me get it, I'll be like. Oh, you let them do it. But I'll, I'm there equally as fast. Anyway, I think we're <laughs> that that's yeah the overthinking kind of thing. No, but like I said, I I think both of us don't expect it. Let's just say we don't kind of wait. As I said, like waiting for the man to do it. But if you both happen to get there at the same time, man and woman, it, uh, to me it would just I wouldn't overthink it. I'd just be like whoever's quickest to reach forward and get the door handle mm. because I don't. I mean, I wonder what the guy thinks. Would he find it weird for the woman to be holding the door open for him and letting him go through? Yeah, maybe. I have thought about that. It? Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes they're like, you know, you go first. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you going first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. I mean, I don't know. Confusing, isn't it? Confusing times, I'm sure. But it's funny because, like, I think there's that stuff in, like, um, here's another good example, I think, is like paying on dates so I know you said we haven't been on a date for a while but you know especially the first date everyone talks about the first Mm. date who pays like if it's a man and a woman right is Mm. there I to me I feel more strongly about this than say the door opening thing right I feel like this one I would definitely want to go halves on Mm. why I I think this comes back to that financially independent thing okay you know so for me I've, again, I think it's a really nice gesture and I would never feel insulted about it, you know, thinking so I wouldn't be like if he goes, oh, no, please, you know, I've got this, and you know, say it was a good date so you you know you're probably going to go out in a second one. 
then if I if he kind of is insistent and he'd like to pay for the first one, then I'd make sure I pay for the second one. So somehow I'd even it out. But if it wasn't going to go to a second date, <laughs> I was just going to say, if it wasn't because we were both thinking, eh, you're nice, but, you know, then I, I'd be more like, oh, no, please, let's go halves on it. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> well, like, no, I agree with what you're saying in general, but then um, sometimes I also think if the amount is insignificant, like let's say less than ten dollars or ten pounds. What? As in, because he might have just had a coffee or something yeah. together. I had yeah. one time where the guy insists because you know it wasn't going to go on a second date. So yeah. well, I'm going to pay for this item and you're going to pay for that item. And then here I am thinking it's just a few dollars. Oh, but that that's awkward then. Yeah. So I just pay for the whole thing. <laughs> no, that's awkward. But you see what I mean? Like it to me, it's like I'm I'm not expecting you to pay for everything. But then if you're so petty about like few dollars here and there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That already sends a message. I think that's got a different slant on it, though. Mm. I think that's the way someone's conducting themselves in that scenario. Like is a bit like, so I can see I drank this and, you know, therefore I only, I think that makes it a little bit like, oh, okay. I think if it's just a natural flow of, oh, you know, I've got this. No, let me, you know. Yeah. That's, that's no, but I think that. you respond yeah. differently depending on the cues that other people give oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's definitely by the way the person behaves and conducts themselves, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, so, like, what other sort of modern-day things mm, are there? Yeah, so speaking about, you know, the office, <laughs> what, what do you think about this um, modern-day um, etiquette? About if you, if you leave your food in the work office uh, refrigerator, don't eat someone else's food? If you didn't leave it there, don't eat someone's food. What do you think about that? Okay, personally, I think that's obvious. I wouldn't take someone else's food and eat it. Yeah, it's obvious to me too, but there are people who do eat other people's sandwiches and steal people's lunches. Yeah, because that is effectively like stealing their food. I don't get it. I mean, sure, innocent mistakes being made, although you think you'd know if you didn't put it in the fridge, it's not yours. But I mean, I think that's why people have gone to the, to the lengths, obviously, of labelling their food with their name because it has I happened. I know. Yeah. But, um, no. Okay. What about this one? I think that one might happen sometimes. Texting, hey, I'm running 20 minutes late is not acceptable as making the effort to be on time. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a culprit there, though. I I have run late before for sure. And I think this this kind of sentence or the statement that you read out, it it feels like though the implication is that you didn't make the effort to be on time because what most often, mm. right, we would make the effort to be on time and then if we've had to text to say we're running late, I would normally think it's because, you know, for me it's because something's gone wrong with the transport or something happened that you had to turn back up. You know, there's a good reason for it and at least rather than just not texting at all to say you're running late, You've gone to try and say, oh, you know, sorry, I'm running late. Yeah, you know. but I suppose to ask, I mean, there's, you know, you genuinely trying to make the most to get on time, but there might be some people who are just perpetually late to anything because they don't have yeah. a concept of time or they, I guess it's trying to say respect other people's time because you being late means someone has to wait for you and all these other people, how many people are waiting for you, that's someone mm. else's time that are wasted so maybe it's just maybe being mindful of that impact. Yeah. If you read that statement at face value, then that fully implies that you didn't make the effort, which, yeah, then I agree. As you said, it's not it's not courteous or it's not considerate for the other person and their time, 
for sure. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what about, you know, when you go to concerts or parties, like people constantly taking videos and taking photos um, and just, you know, hoping that one day you'll get a chance to relive those moments or to show you've been somewhere rather than living in the present moment. Like, do you find that rude? Um, I don't know if I'd use the word rude. I mean, there's layers in this particular topic. Mm. <laughs> I think, so again, yeah. I hold my hands up that I use my camera to take photos and videos, obviously, at events. I mean, I even take photos of my food. I think we we, we all do. <laughs> no, let's say it's become more popular. I think it, you have to be mindful of, let's take it in the context of a wedding, for example, you know, because that's definitely a place where people want to take photos and videos of the event because it's very special and you want to capture it. So I think, yeah, take it, but I would say, I'm careful that I'm not, say, blocking other people's view. Like as in if you're looking to do a constant video of the whole ceremony, I wouldn't do that personally. I'd probably take a snippet or or a photo and then put it down so that people can, as you say, enjoy the moment, including yourself, but also so that you're actually not obstructing people's view with your camera. Mm, Well, yeah, like I wouldn't deliberately... In, uh, block like a photographer's view or something like a professional yeah. I mean it's but, not deliberate right it's just because where you're sitting you might you always want to get the best kind of yeah. shot photo but you don't yeah. realize that people around I you mean, as well. I'm thinking like concerts you know when people constantly have the phone on and just filming the whole performance like I do find it annoying sometimes because I can't get to enjoy the concert because there's the phone in front yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Like it's yeah. sort of obstructing your view and kind of your, yeah, as you said, yeah. the moment for you to enjoy it. But then there were times when I do go on YouTube and go, oh, I'm just glad someone took a video of that because <laughs> I wasn't that's, a, that's the thing. Again, I, I don't think there is a hard and fast rule here and I yeah. don't think it's as black and white as don't use it or use it. It's kind of an in-between of the balance of, yeah, you know, take your videos here and there and your photos. But constantly, yeah, that could be an annoyance with people around you. Plus, mm. as, as we talked about, you're probably losing – that actual moment for yourself yeah. of not looking at it through a screen. Being present, yeah. Yeah. Well, there are moments the screen has helped me because I'm short, so I can't see. So if someone yeah. put their phone <laughs> up, I'll be like, oh, is that what's happening? I can see through the phone screen. <laughs> you need someone tall to put you on their shoulders. <laughs> I mean, someone... that's, that could be another thing, actually. So not even a phone or camera. Well, do you mind if people do that because then they stand in front of you, but they've got someone on their shoulders? What do you think about that? Oh, Someone on the shot, yeah, well, that's annoying. But if someone it's just genuinely in front of me, I, I accept that because of course you can't help taller that. than me. <laughs> you can't help that and be like, everyone duck down in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a five foot person coming through. Yeah, we we'll, have to it'll be like school photos or something. Everyone in height order. I'm always at, at the front. front. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what do you that. what about this like new trend, you know, like people have different dietary requirement and I say, sorry if you're genuinely allergic or intolerant to something, I don't mean you. I meant people who are sort of, um, you know, oh, I just want to be gluten-free. I just want to be dairy-free for no apparent reason. So what about this, like, then making everyone really difficult to plan a meal or, you know, when you go out, making it really difficult to eat because you need to look for certain uh, ingredients, making sure it doesn't, I don't know, cost you any harm. Oh, quotes. Hmm. So what, it's sort of imposing their preferences on others? 
Yeah, or making sure go. Oh, I you know I only eat coconut based food or something. Um, so we need to look for a coconut based food Gosh, restaurant. <laughs> you know, something like that. I can't think of a any other examples, but or maybe I I don't eat gluten, and this menu is all you know toast and whatever, and I don't have any choices. Mm. Well, I guess because you preceded it with this isn't a real dietary requirement. You're saying this is just. So it's not that they have a, a real allergy; they just prefer not to. Be well, maybe this maybe food. they do, but maybe don't make it the center of everyone's requirement. Oh, that's a tough one. And in terms of, it's kind of like bi-directional consideration, isn't it? Because for someone who has a dietary requirement or allergy, you know, you hope they're not just being completely picky. That you know, there's a good reason why they can't eat certain foods. So obviously. You want to be considerate to them because you don't want to miss that, you know. I'm sure I'd hope that they were already aware of that, you know, that they realize, oh, sorry, this is going to have to be a bit more selective because I can't eat X, Y, Z. And, mm-hmm. you know, therefore, when we go out, we'll have to look for someone. But what I would hope is that they don't sort of declare it and then just kind of leave it to the other person going, okay, so these are my requirements. So can you make sure that when you find a place, it, it fits for me? Mm. Because then that would annoy me because I'd feel like, can you not help then? Like, because it's kind of your requirement yeah. and you want to make sure it's tailored for you and that there is something for you to eat. So can you at least help me find the place? Because otherwise you're doing all the work and effort. Yeah. And also don't complain when the food comes and you're like disappointed. (laughs) Oh, what you mean on top of the fact that, okay, great. It doesn't have gluten, but it doesn't taste good either or something. Or like, oh, that's not what I expected. Like I expected fancy plating, whatever it is. Um, Oh, my I gosh. <laughs> yeah, that would be like, really? Really? Next time you need to help. <laughs> but not just the helping bit, helping aside, but, you know, with limited choices, that's maybe the best we could do. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's tough because some people just, you know, they don't have the choice. Unfortunately, that's just the way their their body yeah. is. Yeah, and I don't mean yeah. I don't mean to be rude to those people, right? Um, that's why I said up top um, it isn't about if you yeah. genuinely have an allergic reaction or genuine intolerant but if it's kind of your food preferences yeah so that's what I was saying if they were imposing Mm. their food preferences is yeah because then if they're really being picky about it then yeah of course it kind of gets just tiring if you're trying to be like how about this place and then they reject it how about this place gets rejected Mm. eventually you probably feel like you're just going to hit a wall and you're like actually you know what maybe you should suggest a place then because obviously my suggestions (laughs) don't fly with you you're very patient or we may not meet up (laughs) Depends how good a friend they are. <laughs> so <laughs> someone I barely know, I'll be like, really? <laughs> no. But, I mean, yeah, these I think these are interesting topics to talk about actually over dinner with friends mm. It's kind of because everyone does take a different view on it. And as I said, some people can be more understanding and maybe some less so. It's like that whole adage about, oh, you know, like when vegetarianism was, <laughs> I don't want to say becoming more popular, but, you know, kind of becoming more commonplace and people are like, oh, never date a vegetarian because it's just so difficult to find anywhere to eat with them. But actually that's probably that particular phrase is dying only because, you know, society is changing. You know, mm-hmm. they're adopting or adapting to these sorts of things now because when you look out there, there are so many more vegetarian-friendly places um, and people are offering much more on their menus in the way of, um, you know, listing out what potential um, substances are in the substances sounds like drugs, but you know, like if it's gluten free or celiac free. So it's it's good 
that the restaurants have done that and that is a lot of effort on their part but I certainly mm-hmm. appreciate it so oh no yeah definitely um it's becoming and more I guess you have more options but I also think um it could be quite um urban centric like if you're in London you probably have a lot more choices than if you're in maybe other cities or more rural areas so just being mindful mm. that it's not always available so <laughs> I just read this it's quite funny this one <laughs> this is a, a working mother left a quick review on what the uh, modern etiquette should be so I'll just read I won't read it all it's quite long I'll just take out some important bits <laughs> that I okay. think sums it up oh maybe you can tell me if you learn about those in your <laughs> grooming and department classes have we had this covered okay <laughs> chill with your mouth closed don't okay. talk with food in your mouth keep your elbows off off the table while eating wash your hands after going to the restroom yeah um i'd have to say i feel like i do well it depends what you don't wash your hands am i (laughs) i was gonna say i don't want people to freak out when i go it depends but i was gonna say for some of these things it depends if i'm in my own home behind closed doors or out in public all those things in public definitely the things that i'm talking about in my own home is um, maybe I don't always chew with my mouth closed or maybe I do talk with food in my mouth when I'm at home. Sometimes. Okay. Well, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> because it's not like um, your informal way or something at home. <laughs> you yeah, like you have to. I'm not going to disgust anyone too much or anything. But it is funny because like the elbows and the table and stuff like that and yeah, not chewing with your mouth open, it was covered in all my grooming and deportment lessons. Oh, really? Yeah. But I remember I, that. I, I, okay. So maybe this is where my etiquette limitations come in but why can't you have your elbows on the table it's just considered rude it's considered like, what, a bit um so rude about it and un- it's not meant to look very elegant or graceful oh. like and also I think so I think the look doesn't look great but also the physical aspect of oh, encroaching God. into your next door person's space oh, now I'm gonna have to th- think really hard next time I go out where my elbows are well, your elbows are you gonna be very elbow conscious <laughs> So you're saying I need to be mindful of not elbowing others or elbowing people well, on the table. Uh, elbowing others, yeah, definitely don't elbow oh my it's like, oh, I don't elbow dessert. others deliberately. <laughs> you know what's funny though, and I'm sure I didn't make this up, but I remember in my lessons, so she, I remember the teacher, she was a lady, and she said, no elbows on tables, okay, it's considered rude. And she says, with one exception, and it was like, oh, okay, she says, when you're, um, and I think this was more like if you're on a date or something, but when you get to dessert, it's actually acceptable at that point to put your elbows on the table, but not in, in this like ungainly fashion. So not like where you're like, oh, you know, leaning across the table, but kind of in this, and I'm demonstrating for you, Chrissy, but like, you know, like, you sort of okay. lightly on and you might have lightly your, your, your hand, chin, your chin resting, your, exactly. And you might be like, why, why is that? Is that is that like you're relaxing into the evening, or it, you're not taking yes. dessert as serious as the main course? <laughs> it's more like yeah, you're you're relaxing into the evening, and it's it's still kind of like ladylike in the way you present your elbows. Oh my goodness! All these uh, things you have to remember and keep yeah. track of. Oh my god! I'm sorry to everyone who might have dined with me and I might have put my elbows elsewhere. <laughs> put your elbows in their food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about this one? This one is also part of that comment. Um, quite interesting as well. Don't board a plane when they are loading Group A and you're in Group D. 
What? So you know how they announce make announcement like we're now opening boarding for Oh, uh, like Rose, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, Rose, whatever. Yeah. Don't if you're like at the back first or something, but and you're at the front or whatever the sequence they do it in, like don't jump ahead. Yeah, I I abide by that. I think there's a reason for them doing it. In I just that think it's efficient, though. right? When they do it like that. Yeah. Oh my god, this one is hilarious. As I'll give you a reason why. Don't leave cupboard doors and drawers open. Someone can get hurt. That sounds exactly like my kitchen. <laughs> But not when I do it. Not I was about to say, oh, you're – no. I, I, would... I feel like that's obvious. Isn't that just for safety, really? Oh, but I'm cooking. I'm so busy. <laughs> oh, I see. This, what, does this come down to multitasking maybe? Or it's like – or is it that reason where they go, look, I left that drawer open because I know I'm going to need to get something yeah, out of it later. Exactly <laughs> that. But I feel like when you leave the cupboard door open, like you say, someone – you know, you – someone can get hurt and I always feel like my eyes are just at the corner lower Ooh. corner of the cupboard doors and scary and I'm just yeah I'm always going oh my god I'm just gonna hurt my eye yeah you know I guess this leads into the whole cupboards and doors open thing kind of in the kitchen space scissors so you uh-huh. know like when you have scissors I don't like it when the scissors are left open like and then just <laughs> left it I'm like ah that's really scary like I could like impale myself on those or now this is all coming out I feel like this is therapy um yeah go know, for like it. with the tap you know when you have like the mixer taps yeah. and then if it's left on the hot setting so for, the, for me this is a safety thing because I feel like if you've left it on the hot setting and the person doesn't realize and they just turn it on and put your hands underneath it oh like, well, I don't ah. mind that no because I get scalded like as in it's on the hot I guess, I guess it's relative. Like, would you want that or would you want to walk into open Oh, no, doors? I don't want any of these things, I mean. <laughs> I don't want to pick and choose between them. These are all like, no, I don't like these things. But I've got many other little pet peeves, bugbears and gripes, so we won't go through the whole list. <laughs> but, but, you know, having said all this, so back to all this etiquette and, and grooming and, and modern-day manners and old-fashioned manners, can I just say there was something which I found very old-fashioned but that was said to me only like a couple of years ago okay. and I can't remember if I did tell you this. Maybe I did. Um, when I was in a certain country in Asia mm-hmm. and I was going around looking through like the pharmacies and the beauty stores looking to buy like face masks and stuff like that, the lady, the sales assistant lady, because I'd just gotten off the plane that day and so I looked like dog tired like I had like dark circles and bags and she said to me she I could tell her face was just like oh you look terrible and so she was like oh maybe you need some eye cream as well as some face masks as well as some of this anyway kind of like I I thought she's not meaning to be intentionally rude I'm sure she then said to me right at the end are you sure you don't want this face cream and this eye cream and she is because you know you know it's our duty to look good it's our responsibility to look good as a female. To whom? For the men. What? <laughs> I know. I was really gobsmacked. I think I generally was like, oh, I had to laugh it off and go, okay, right. It's our duty and responsibility. Now that took me right back to that 1950s magazine. Oh, we've come full circle now. Yep. You can add that one to your one of the points. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, girls, remember, it's your duty and responsibility, apparently, to look good at all times for the men and have the dinner ready. Oh, I say do what you want. Watch your elbows, Chrissy. <laughs> do whatever you want. I just watch Netflix and wait for someone to make me dinner. But, you know, everyone has their yeah, time. Yeah, put your feet up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Put my feet up after a long day at work. 
Exactly. We work as well. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Cool. I, what, what is our um, department in or etiquette in saying goodbye on a podcast? I didn't know. They didn't have podcasts back then. <laughs> I think well, maybe we've maybe we've cackled too much though. <laughs> well, in that case, I'll just say bye. <laughs> yeah. Farewell. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Oh, thank you. Well, hopefully, you found what we had to say important. <laughs> we will publish a podcast on schedule next week for your enjoyment and delightment. <laughs> yes, we will. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Farewell. Oh, bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, The Catch Up with Amanda and Christina, to get the latest episodes. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcast apps. Give us a five-star review if you enjoyed our podcast and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at catchup_pod. underscore pod. We would love to hear from you, so leave those comments. <laughs>